and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran and I am exhausted and my brain isn't working. How are you? I'm Alice Lai and it's been a roller coaster May, folks. We've still got 10 days. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, yeah, it's just uh, what a month it's been. Okay, quick question. Yes. Have So right now I see on Twitter that it is Meltdown May, so-called because people on Twitter go stir-crazy for whatever reason and just air a lot of weird shit. Have you ever heard Meltdown May before this year, or has someone just coined it? I feel like someone just coined it. Like, yeah, everyone's having a meltdown, and it is May, but I think that's only related in as much as like a lot of really dumb shit has happened this May. <laughs> Right, and I think it's less like, you know, dumb shit has become a depressing part of our lives since 2016, about like early November, I want to say. <laughs> so it seems disingenuous to have like meltdown May when aren't we all just like melting down all the time? Yeah, I mean, like there are definitely a lot of really weird things everybody's freaking out about that are not important, Um, you know, like, you've got a million people sending a petition to change Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. you've got uh, apparently beauty YouTube falling apart. There's some Uh, kind of, like, Hannah was was filling me me in about this. Did you hear about the YouTuber who's, like, who cheated on a cosplayer and blocked his wife on Twitter? Yeah, I heard about that, too, yeah. Dang, yes, so... If you were saying, like, Meltdown May is in full effect, and you're saying, like, it's, it's just, that's just life. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is, but um, maybe it's just that a lot of really dumb shit is happening. And also, I think people uh, are just more meltdown, maybe people are just more meltdown prone. I feel like, no, again, that's really not. True right, it's because... a little like disingenuous to be like we're more like the weather or. I guess I wasn't even thinking in May. I just meant like now in the world yeah. we're like yeah. on the edge of just like yes. freaking out at any moment. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I mean I think it. I think it makes sense that like in general the climate has gotten like steadily more. Like meltdowny, like things seem to have gotten worse. It's like that moment when you're a, when you go to like take a like climb up a stair and you like miss the stair and then you like start falling forward and you're not sure whether you're just gonna stumble, you're gonna like fall onto the stairs or you're just gonna like eat it, like you're just gonna to- yeah. like lose a tooth, right? And it feels like we've been in that like precipice. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I think that's it. I also think it's like we're just being inundated at all times with terrible news, right? Yeah. Like, just like the- because of the nature of social media and the 24-hour news cycle, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything profound here. Um, so we've got that, and then we've got people, and I know this because I do it, like, um, trying to distract themselves from that by getting way over-invested in other things, uh-huh. which is how you then get to people, a million people signing a petition because they're mad about something that happened on Game of Thrones. Is like, it a million now? 
It is now a million. That's just a really wild to me that you'd have a million people just be like, I don't like this TV show. Please redo it. I know. Anyway, I can't even get into that because it's so stupid to me. Like, I just truly think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just people are like, but I was depending on this fantasy dragon show to make me happy because the world sucks. To like, like make hey, things. that's not what the fantasy dragon show was ever there for. Right. You This Sorry. fantasy dragon show. Well, I mean, I understand like this idea of like, the world is in such a place that we need, like, quote-unquote, we need um, Avengers Endgame or Game of Thrones or, I don't know, Detective Pikachu to, like, be the thing, to be the hero that saves us. Um, yeah, it's just, I feel like some of those things are meant to be the hero that saves us and some are not. Detective Pikachu may be the hero that saves us. I think Detective Pikachu really was, like, I wasn't feeling it. But then Detective Pikachu kind of, like, anchored me into the present moment to, like, I don't know, just, like, really, really get politically motivated, really, like, start organizing. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren for 2020. 2020? Oh, that's so far away. Um, 2020? What the hell are you talking about? That's, like, so soon. It's, like, next year. It's next year. Oh, my God. Anyways, we've spent five minutes talking about Meltdown May. We are. Anyway. I am the Meltdown May. Yeah, we're having a meltdown right here, live. Um, <laughs> but For your well, entertainment. I mean, this, is, this is a bit of a transition because one of the things that people are having, rightfully, having a meltdown about right now, right, mm-hmm. is the uh, United States just gradually drifting closer to literally becoming the Handmaid's Tale yeah. um, as we see insanely restrictive... Uh, abortion laws and in fact criminalization of abortion being Mm -hmm. passed in places like alabama and georgia Georgia. i believe Mm -hmm. um and just kind of the fetishistic uh obsession with the fetus uh as something to protect with you know actual human living human beings as collateral collateral damage Mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. Which which leads to our topic. Yeah, there was a point here, which is we're talking about pregnancy today. The yeah. Great, yeah. We thought that it might be interesting to talk a little bit about uh, the way that pregnancy has been used in fiction. Um, and specifically, I mean, appropriately enough, like specifically pregnancy, specifically like <laughs> I brought this up before we started the topic about um, sex ed and just like kind of like weird health class kind of like approaches to pregnancy like in pennsylvania in my school district we had the um we had like we saw like the miracle of life like the infamous like video about like this is how like a baby is born like here's like the little like fetus doll like fetus i don't know floating thing yeah versus like abstinence plus education which is like if you literally do anything other than not have sex you will get pregnant well that's abstinence only okay um, abstinence plus is abstinence plus is well we we got information about like condoms and like iud's or and whatever yeah. but it was always like the only a hundred percent yeah like, that's abstinence plus yeah so like like don't don't have sex unless but, you want to die i guess i don't know what the verses is there in terms of the miracle of life oh sorry the miracle of life being like the miracle of life like birth is pregnancy is this like incredible experience versus like 
no matter what you do, you will get pregnant, and this is, like, worse than death. Or is that part of miracle life? No, but I, I mean, to me, it seems like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's not that they're trying to discourage people from ever getting pregnant. If they were, then they would tell you, like, the true horrors of pregnancy. That's you true. You know, we would have mm-hmm. an extremely thorough understanding of what happens to a pregnant body and what it goes through mm-hmm. and um, just... Yeah, like, I feel like we'd be so much more educated on this front. Instead, it's more about reserving the miracle of life for, you know, marriage. Like, for mm-hmm. a monogamous, heterosexual, committed relationship in the future. Yeah. Um, and that's where sex can happen. Right, that's a responsibly. good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yes, you want to prevent pregnancy specifically through abstinence because you are supposed to wait until you're married so that when you have sex, you do it wanting to become pregnant, basically. Right. Like the consequence of sex should be a baby seems mm-hmm. to be kind of the, uh, the conclusion, the conclusion there. Yeah. <laughs> you only uh-huh. have sex if you have, if you want a baby and a baby will ruin your life, but definitely you will want a baby eventually and nothing will stop you from getting a baby. Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, obviously, um, like, you you probably had sort of a different experience with this um, or, like, sort of how you were taking in messaging about, um, you know, becoming pregnant. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't think as I was going through sex ed, there was ever sort of any indication that um, not wanting, you know, it was never about, like, you may someday not want a child. Like, you you may may never want a child. That was never really the implication. It was always... You know, you want this, but here are the circumstances under which it's it's a good thing. And here are the circumstances under which, you know, you're a filthy little whore forever. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Um, not quite like that. I, I mean, my school was abstinence plus as well. Like, they, they weren't as bad as they could have been. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of, of space for um, really any alternative visions of the like- future – in terms of either not having children or, you know, or in terms of, like, being accepting of the fact that, like, yeah, some teenagers get pregnant. And, mm-hmm. you know, I say that. My school actually had a nursery. It was quite nice. Um, but there was still this huge stigma, of course. Mm-hmm. Same, actually. Um, we Our school also had, um, like, a daycare program, which is also really nice. But it same like, like you said, it really was, like, there's an appropriate time to have babies – that is it. Like, we do not, ex- like, anything else is just, like, we'll do anything to prevent. Mm-hmm. In light of this, uh, I guess it's interesting to see it kind of very, I don't know, I I'll, I was going to talk about, like, um, you're, you mentioned the Mindy Project when we were leading up. Like, mm-hmm. we have this kind of, like, normative, like, starting a family, like, this is where the happy ending is, is, like, she says, like, I'm pregnant. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. That's but like, not quite, actually. Okay. okay. Goes. It's more of a subversion of that in the uh-huh. Mindy Project. Um, but, and actually, in, in general, I, I think a lot of sitcoms, I mean, maybe to the point that it's no longer a subversion, but I feel like the accidental pregnancy that mm-hmm. then still results in the birth parents uh, getting together yeah. is, is very much a... Um, like a trope romantic trope right Mm -hmm. 
Um, and in, in, in something like the Mindy project, I feel like it pushed it a little further, this kind of like subversion or this Mm -hmm. like well-known subverted trope where she gets pregnant unexpectedly. Um, she and her boyfriend get engaged, but then they don't get married. Um, she has the baby. They end up breaking up after she has the baby because they can't agree on how to raise the kid. Um, and they can't agree on what her role as a sort of mother would be because Mm -hmm. she wants to work and he wants her to stay home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you sort of get like time passing of her, I mean, of them sort of co-parenting this child. Um, and then only in the final episode of the series, do they kind of like come back together having sort of like newly appreciated each other and the father in particular having sort of like grown and realized what a great mother, um, the mother of his child is and then mm-hmm. they come back together and um have their happy ending right so it's really it sounds like it's really measured right it gives a gives the process of like having a child and raising a child at least like for the i guess attention it deserves right it doesn't end at it doesn't end at becoming a father and a mother um right i mean and this is oh go ahead sorry. No, oh sorry i was just gonna say it doesn't end up becoming father and mother and it doesn't end at um, maybe even splitting up, like splitting up after having a baby. That is not the disaster that um, we're so commonly told it is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I really appreciated this plot on the Mindy Project. I thought it was like really interesting and, um, you know, it's hard to watch in a lot of ways. Like this was a sitcom. This was a romantic sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like, they're supposed we had to get this together, central couple right? like mm-hmm. that we loved together and they were finally together and like now they're having a baby and like it's exciting um and then to kind of just see it fall apart a little bit because the realities of parenting um are are difficult mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's it's it was like a bold storytelling choice and i think part of it was just sort of forced circumstances in that I think the lead actor in the show was like off doing other shit um, and so they couldn't get him as often so they kind of had to like write him part way out mm-hmm. and that's how they did it but um, like I, I remember sort of watching it and being like I don't like this as somebody who's just like here for the fun and here for the romance and here for that mm-hmm. but like I appreciate the story that is being told here because it's not the um, sort of simple or even simple, but with a few bumps, uh, like mm-hmm. she's pregnant, maybe they have a disagreement, but ultimately the baby brings them together and all is well, um, yeah. which I think is sort of the um, the formula that we are used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly like having really strong ideological differences in parenting as part of the reason for this breakup and as part of the reason for... Um, as sort of the the sort of like source like of the conflict yeah mm-hmm. yeah like like i thought that was like real like that felt pretty real rather than sort of these like arbitrary sitcom um misunderstandings or whatever mm-hmm. right um yeah and like i don't know like i i i don't want to compare it because i can't really remember to be honest some of the other sitcoms that have had pregnancy plots which many do like it's it's quite common um but like you know in in friends 
Rachel gets pregnant. She is pregnant with Ross's baby. They ultimately end up together. Um, you know, I do think she has the baby. They're still not together. Like, it takes a little while um, mm-hmm. for them to get together. But there, there was sort of, like, the inevitability of, like, oh, once it was revealed that the father of her baby was Ross, like, that's where this is headed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't really remember there being any... Um, Again, any of any any like taking seriously of any kind of like ideological differences or any um, fundamental difficulties of co-parenting, and it was just mm-hmm. very much sort of like this is a step on the way to their marriage. They just kind of did it a little backwards. Um, yeah. And then sometimes, like you brought up Parks and Rec, uh, you know, sometimes the pregnancy or the the sort of baby at the end without having to like really get into any of the details it's Uh just sort of like the happy ending you get right so like uh april and andy um and the series like having a baby and it's like pretty much a birth scene Mm -hmm. um and you know we 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 recognize this as like okay this is a happy ending like this is the sign that um everything's gonna be okay happily ever after yeah Mm -hmm. um because like now they've got a baby. Right. Um, and and I'm, like, just as guilty. I mean, I don't want to be, like, just as guilty. Like, it's not anything... I mean, obviously, there are implications of this. But, like, mm-hmm. it's a normal, like, common way to sort of read a situation. Like, we're taught to very much read the baby as the happy ever after. Right. Um, the formation of, the, like, the pers- like nuclear the nuclear family. Right. I mean, and it also has to do with things like legacy, um, you know, with, like building something beyond yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not... Uh, like, like, there's a reason we think that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a reason we've been taught to think that. Um, and I definitely think that at times, <laughs> you know? Like, I, yeah. I let, you know, like, if I'm rooting for a couple, like, often I'll be rooting for them to have a baby eventually. And, like, I'm somebody who doesn't want kids, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still kind of understand what it is oh god the nanny i just finished rewatching the nanny nanny? and like literally this show ends with her giving birth to twins um like the final season is basically just her wanting to get pregnant getting pregnant Uh having twins one boy and one girl so that she doesn't have to choose right Uh, and that's like that's it like that's um and then just so that everything is clear the other sort of secondary couple we find out in the final episode is also pregnant Mm -hmm. Uh, so like Everyone's Despite pregnant. Despite being extremely unqualified to ever be parents, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> like, like I have to just headcanon that uh, shortly after uh, this couple found out they were pregnant, the woman was like, okay, I'm getting an abortion, right? Yeah, I am, for sure. Because right. I don't want to <laughs> be a mom. That's insane. Wow. Okay. That's like a pretty intense headcanon. You're just like... This is a woman who was constantly losing her dog and forgetting about it and thinking it was dead because she forgot to feed it. Like, oh, she that, can't have a baby. I'm sure that it's the same thing if you have a baby. Like, it's probably all right. <laughs> People generally probably feed a baby. Mm, probably. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. So, I think that's, I don't know what I'm saying now. But, yeah, this idea, like, it's, it's so, it ties up loose ends like somehow a baby ties up loose ends because you're like oh look Mm -hmm. um the future goes on but it's just a continuation of the present yeah yay yeah so like the 
I think what you're saying about the happy ending is really good point. Is that we can have these adventures forever? I guess in like a mm-hmm. very like yeah. I think that's really interesting about like the baby as like the implied happy ending, the implied sequel. Like the the hijinks will continue ad infinitum, like into the sunset. Like you will not see the TV show, but like it allows your head cannon to. I guess that's kind of the reason that we have J.K. Rowling's like extremely controversial epilogue mm-hmm. of like we'll have these like advent these adventures are forever like the perpetual like it's always going to be summer it's always they're going always going to have these um, fun times. Well, and I think this is and this is maybe like drifting a little off the point, but like I also think this is part of why you know in something like Harry Potter the sort of obsessive naming of the children after characters who are dead or after other mm-hmm. characters it's it, it really is like we achieve sort of happiness quote-unquote happiness yeah and now we just want the status quo to continue forever and so even these new fa- figures that we bring in are just refigurations of old ones mm-hmm. um and like um you know there there is something like worry i don't know if they worrying about that but i think it's um well it's it's con- it's stagnant i guess as complacent it's complacent yeah yeah i mean it, it is and i think i think it is sort of like a um it feels like a coping strategy almost mm-hmm. um i mean obviously we've seen that jk rowling has had like real issues letting go of mm-hmm. Harry Potter. So like maybe in that sense, but I also feel like, um, you know, to bring it to, well, actually not Game of Thrones, but the books, um, uh, Song of Ice and Fire, um, one of the sort of like coping fantasies that Sansa has is having children who look like her brothers and sisters and who she names after her brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Well, brother and, brothers and sister. The, the um, ones that she knows are dead or the ones that she thinks are dead? I mean, at this point, she thinks they're all dead. Okay, eh, fair. So <laughs> all of them um, are dead. And and I think John similarly also has sort of a coping fantasy of having a, a son named Rob, um, after mm-hmm. Rob dies. And it's this idea of like, the family can continue. Like these people who are lost can be sort of resurrected in memory. Um, and it's not like again, it 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 makes sense, but it also does seem to be um, a little bit of an unhealthy coping strategy or something Mm -hmm. um or it's a i don't know like i know when i sort of headcanon you know characters having children i don't want them all to be named after their like dead parents Mm -hmm. you know i think there's something um really sad about that yeah it it represents like the i mean yeah it, it represents the inability to move on um in a very explicit way, I guess, like, fiction has handled this really well. And I think it's a really fair takeaway, like, when John thinking about, like, having a kid and naming him Rob, as in, like, this memory will live on. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. This is just, like, an aside. But it's really funny to me about this and, like, Jupiter Ascending, I suppose, where they, like, part of the plot, of the extremely messy plot, um, is that like every several million years like an identical genetic twin will like be born and like i don't know inherit some i don't know genetic memory uh, whatever whatever that was a weird movie yeah i don't remember it super well so there was a there was a lot going on in that movie yeah 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's like very sort of a, what you're trying to point to is like, it's a very sort of like literal configuration of this, the past never dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like obsessing over, right. Cause it's like Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis and, mm-hmm. uh, they're like, you're our mother because you're this genetic copy of our mother. And she's like, I'm not your fucking mother. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know about this. It's really weird, but I mean, you were, um, but yeah, I guess I, I'm trying to remember a few other like happy ending pregnancies, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely not particularly (laughs) coming to mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so I've also been, um, you know, like I said, I've been reading some romance novels lately and often sort of a pregnancy or at least the indication that there will be kids in the future is like a pretty common um again another pretty common sort of way of like gesturing to the happy ending um and the author i've been reading lately she does it less so and in fact one of her one of one of her books the the heroine um specifically like she 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 can get pregnant but she um has very she, she she always has miscarriages um and like it's extremely bad for her health and so like not getting pregnant is like an essential part of the relationship that she ends up in is mm-hmm. like a relationship where she can trust her husband to not like try to get her pregnant basically mm-hmm. um so so i think like you know it's working through that but it's still very common um in in a lot of these stories of to, to sort of end with the the hint of the pregnancy or to end with um, with pregnancy itself or with the children. But I don't know. What am I thinking? You're thinking it's real messed up. No, I don't know. I think it's... Um, I think it's sometimes it's a shorthand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works. Like, sometimes it makes sense for, for the characters. Sometimes it makes sense. Um, but I do think sometimes it's it's a shorthand or it's um its purpose is not entirely clear to me i have been for the past two years kind of trying to think through the cersei lannister pregnancy Mm -hmm. and like its purpose in these last two seasons of game of thrones Mm -hmm. um and it's not that i don't see it having any any purpose like it does seem to shape some of the decisions that Cersei and Jaime, the father of the child, make. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem to have been a very odd choice on the part of the writers um, because it doesn't really ultimately seem to have any consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess, spoiler alert if you're way behind, but, like, she dies. Yeah. And, you know, she dies. She's She's still pregnant, but she's not even showing, which isn't to say it doesn't matter, but, like, like, they don't even sort of do what they did with um, Talisa, Rob's wife, where she was pregnant in order to um, in order to sort of, like, heighten the horror of the Red Wedding, where when she is killed, it's, I mean, it's, like, truly brutal and awful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got this, like, baby bump. And anyway, I won't get into it. It's very gross. Um, but with Cersei, it was sort of like, I don't know. It was just this. this well, I think. Yeah. With Cersei, we see pregnant women as sacred, and we see them as, um, well, not we, you know, we, quote-unquote, American society. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we see them as emblematic of the child that they're carrying. I think for Cersei in Game of Thrones specifically, it was intended to, like, uh, in a kind of cliche way, like, heighten the horror because we knew it was, like, a baby born of incest between mm-hmm. mother and... or not, sister and brother. So, in a in a cheap way, I think it was both done to engender sympathy for Cersei to hint at, like, the... Um, her giving a birth to a like a dwarf like Tyrion or I mean but all of her children were children of incest yeah that's true but like yeah I I don't know I mean I think I I think you're right like maybe it was meant as a sympathizing move Mm -hmm. um but I don't think it worked because I think one a lot of people even up until the end thought she was lying about the pregnancy like viewers um and people who didn't didn't really seem to care there were still plenty of people who were like Jamie should have killed her. And like yeah. Jamie should have killed his pregnant sister who's carrying his child. You want that for Jamie? You want that to be his arc? Okay. Yeah. Um I really did not want that for Jamie. Um, <laughs> or for Cersei. Uh-huh. Um but so like yeah, maybe maybe it just sort of didn't work. Um but sorry, also thinking of Game of Thrones. By the way, guys, the Game of Thrones like series finale is airing tonight, so I'm I'm a I've bit got, of a one track mind. Game Game of Thrones on her mind. Um, but I actually think since we were talking about the stupid petition earlier, <laughs> um, one of the things that's sort of funny to me is the assumption so many people came in with to this final season that what we were going to get even though this is Game of Thrones, like I mean, people sort of get a little over the top about how it's Game of Thrones, you can't expect anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is Game of Thrones. Like, shit happens. There aren't a lot of, like, really happy um, developments. And a lot of people came into this season like, okay, John and Daenerys are going to get married. And Daenerys is definitely pregnant with John's baby. Mm-hmm. And they are together going to restore the Targaryen dynasty. And it's going to be this, like, beautiful fairy tale ending. Um, and, like, you know, people really genuinely believed this um, and were pissed when that wasn't what happened, even mm-hmm. though, like, close textual analysis would have told you that wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, the show really only had to drop a few hints that, you know, maybe Daenerys will get pregnant. And suddenly people have concocted this fantasy of... Um, you know, Daenerys is pregnant and as having this like wonderful, happy life with this happy ending where she's the benevolent, beloved queen, Mm -hmm. um, with her, you know, perfect little Targaryen baby. And, you know, like in a way it really was playing on people's because I mean, the show, the show writers were definitely trying to sort of like bait people into thinking that she might get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I certainly thought she might, I didn't ever think she'd have a kid, but I thought she might get pregnant. Um, yeah. But the uh, the way that people just fell for it, like hook, line, and sinker. I mean, to the point that almost all the predictions that like professional critics were making of the show mm-hmm. had to do with a baby. Um, you know, to the point that like you know people have been doing like odd odd making or whatever. Odds making, yeah, right. Odds like, making uh, on like those will, horse sports things. Who will survive? Yeah, like the odds for who will survive Game of Thrones or like who will mm-hmm. sit the Iron Throne or whatever. Um, and like one of the people with the best odds for survival was 
the child born of Daenerys Targaryen. And I'm just like, that child doesn't exist. Um, so do you think that you're, I mean, you're, that you're kind of coming back to this because of the way that people prize, is, is it just because of the, because it's a Daenerys thing or because like people expect pregnancy so much in a game, in a show where like anything can happen? I mean, I don't think it's because they expect pregnancy so much in a show where anything can happen. I think they expected pregnancy because they got, like, three hints that of pregnancy. And because that's what we think pregnancy means. We think pregnancy means, especially for our the character who seems to be our hero and our heroine, like, pregnancy means happy ever after. Mm-hmm. Even though we've seen on Game of Thrones, like, we've seen on this very show, that's not the case. But, um, you know, I think it's this... It's, it's the fantasy people have. And, like, I can't even really blame them for it other than the fact that, you know, really it didn't make that much textual sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like, if I imagine a perfect ending, to me, for my favorite characters in Game of Thrones, like, yeah, they have children. Because mm-hmm. I do want their legacy to continue. Um you know, and I do want them to be happy and have a family. And, like, not everyone has to have a family to be happy, but, like, these characters do. So... So, do you think that you're against Boat Baby, a.k.a. John and Daenerys Baby, because that means that they get the legacy that, like, John and Sansa don't, or...? I mean, I think I'm against Boat Baby because I... Don't I think don't, it makes any sense? I don't think it makes any sense, and I do think... I've, I think I've talked about this also, but I think it has really troubling implications. Mm-hmm. Um... Because if John was just somebody, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But the idea that, like, John, as a Targaryen, is able to cure Daenerys' infertility with his magical Targaryen sperm, because actually, like, pure blood and uh, ancestry and, like, keeping the line pure mm-hmm. is what the Targaryens must do to remain, you know, powerful because they're so much better than everyone else. Um, so that they can then restart their, like, wonderful uh, white supremacist dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like, like that very much. You don't much. like it. Okay. And I don't think George R. R. Martin would like that very much either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the Starks are our heroes. So wanting a Stark legacy um, is a different thing. Um, and, like, I don't necessarily think a Stark legacy has to be a John and Sansa legacy. I think it's the better option Mm -hmm. but in general i just want the starks to continue the stark family to continue yeah um and especially in a show like game of thrones where things like legacy and family really are very much at the heart of Mm -hmm. the themes and like what we do for those things what we sacrifice for those things and then you know how we kind of like ruin those things for ourselves as for instance tywin lannister does Mm mm-hmm Right. So, yeah. Especially the context of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, that's... No, that makes sense. I think that makes sense, like, specifically with, like, John and Daenerys. And specifically, I think the way that the show has supported Daenerys being um, really stuck to certain notions about what it means to rule stuck in the past mm-hmm. um, versus more progressive ones. I mean, we're not going to see, like, no, no, represent- democracy? Yeah, representative no. democracy in Westeros. Like, um, that was never going to be the case. Um, but, like, and a, a not returning to, like, a dynastic fo- mode of rule would be really fascinating, even if it's 0% likely to happen at this yeah. point. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, or even just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. This is this is to the the side of things, but um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think it's funny. The other thing about Game of Thrones fans is that they seem to think nobody can have sex without getting pregnant, because immediately after Arya and Gendry had sex, everyone was like, "Is Arya pregnant?" And I was like. It's been like two hours, um, and then now that Brienne and Jamie have had sex, people are like, "Oh my God, is Brienne carrying Jamie's child?" And I'm just like, "Hey, everyone, calm down." Chill, chill, chill the TF out. Calm down. I think it's. I mean, specifically in. I mean, I would. I would definitely just like chalk this up to like absence plus education of like you have sex once. Uh, you have unprotected sex once. You are now pregnant. You're probably like double pregnant. Like, there's no way. Like, you're. It's just you're just done. It's it's yeah. over. Yeah. Um, even though that does seem to be what people think. I mean, yeah. And even though experience has made it clear that this is not the case. Um, I mean, you know, practice safer sex and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, plenty of people don't get pregnant just from having unprotected sex one time. Yeah. Um, and you know, like. The pull-out method isn't great, but they used it plenty in old times, and it worked enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to just go, like... I don't know if hard, so hard is, like, the word I want to use, because it definitely <laughs> isn't. Um, absolutely 0% is the word I want to use, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, I just... I mean, okay, like... Going back to sex education, I just think people have had really bad sex educations. And I don't say this in order for people to have less safe sex. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think, like, we need to... People need to be more honest about, you know, what does pregnancy actually involve? Like, this idea that we're told that, like, you know, the woman's body wants to be pregnant at all times. The period is punishing you for not being pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like... That's not true. None of that's true. (laughs) It's never been true. Like, pregnancy isn't always, you know, like, there are all kinds of issues of fertility and, like, your genetic whatever. But, Mm -hmm. like, the idea that pregnancy is just this thing that happens in a snap for, for, you know, anybody Mm -hmm. is ridiculous um, and is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's psychologically damaging because I think you know for a lot of people they think that oh if I'm having trouble getting pregnant like there's something wrong with me Mm -hmm. Um, and then it also is this like horror of like exactly if I have sex one time and I don't do everything perfectly right I will be pregnant and also because we don't learn about abortion like that's the only thing that can happen once you're pregnant your life's over like Mm -hmm. sorry there's no step after that yeah when we know there is. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, all that's not even talking about the fact that, you know, we, we know so little. And a lot of people who've given birth talk about this. Like, going into the process of being pregnant and having a child, they, they had no idea how bad it would be. Like, I mean, not mm-hmm. bad, but, like, what it would do to their bodies. Because what we get are these, like, sitcom or, like, movie versions where, like, you know, people are like, oh, my back hurts. I have to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get, like, a labor scene where someone's, like, pushing and screaming. But, like, they still have makeup on and they're, like, a little sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
when when the reality of a lot of pregnancy is that it like completely fucks with your body mm-hmm. like your organs are rearranging <laughs> um and your body is like never the same after like if you carry a a, a baby a to, term. to term right mm-hmm. um and childbirth the same thing like it's an extraordinarily difficult and like physically traumatic process and it's not very safe sometimes mm-hmm. i mean the u.s has an abominably high uh maternal mortality rate um particularly for black women absolutely and you know we treat we treat giving birth as if it's just this thing like that yeah you know you do and it's easy and not something that can kill you it's not something that can cost thousands and thousands of dollars um and then that you don't end up with a child at the end that you know you have to figure out a race mm-hmm. um i think i'm like more mad about this than i realized as i'm talking fair enough um, <laughs> um well, i uh, i was watching a hannah was showing me this short documentary um the other day about uh like um alicia uh, montano uh did a like a expose saying that when she got pregnant um Nike said that we will cut your sponsorship and stop paying you for the duration of your pregnancy and only start paying you once you're done. Um, and only once you're done and if you, like, get back into, like, top shape, like, Olympic-level shape. And several mm-hmm. um, insurance companies also was sort of, like, we treat pregnancy as an injury and, like, we won't, as a such, like, we can't, we won't sponsor you if you get pregnant if you give birth, like it all, like if you get pregnant, basically, like we assume that you cannot, um, we will not support you, uh, and it's really the state of support for, the state of support for pregnant women is abominable, abominable, especially given the way that pregnant women are used in rhetoric by the Republicans to um, sponsor a tremendous wide array of anti-choice legislation. Um, What's what's interesting to me here, well, you're talking about the ways that pregnancy changes a body and, like, that people don't know about. Um, what strikes me is that there's two, like, very high-profile comic artists, uh, Lucy Nisley, Nins, Nisley, I believe, and Kate Beaton, who actually went through, um, preg- like, who are pregnant and I think who recently gave birth. And yeah, I think Kate Beaton just gave birth. Like, really recently. Like, yeah. maybe a week ago or something? I think but... just a few days. Um because I feel like I, or at least I saw a picture on Twitter a few days ago. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Congratulations to her. Um, <laughs> but I think Nicole Cliff was also tweeting this list of like, there's a lot of weird shit that happens when you get pregnant um, and stuff that doesn't change. And you, you cover like the like, oh, you, you pee a lot. And sometimes you like, can't get into a car easily or whatever, like the sitcom mm-hmm. tropes. But like, there's other stuff about like yes your organs rearrange sometimes like your ribs like your rib cage permanently expands like all like your feet swell up and they Mm -hmm. sometimes don't go down it's just like this whole like litany of just odd things that no one ever really knows about except for hearsay yeah and things that also just weird shit can happen like suddenly your hair's curly now yeah which is like like what (laughs) what okay that's that's normal like your hair just starts growing curly even if it was straight before like they're like yeah it's like we have a scientific reason for this but hell if we like hell if anyone cares honestly Mm -hmm. right like you know we you did the thing (laughs) you did the thing um 
You did the thing. Here's your um, two weeks maternity leave. Right. And then you have the option of taking two more weeks if you take it out of your own vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll see you back at work. Yeah. Like, good luck. Have fun. Bye. Like, also, we'll consider you a liability, like, for the rest <clears throat> of your career. Who knows? Yep. It ain't great, folks. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, yeah. So, and then. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go on. I mean, I just, I guess I just wanted to, like, briefly touch on, um, on some examples of things that do talk about abortion, mm-hmm. um, sort of, and talk about, uh, in a, in a positive way that, um, you know, allow pregnant characters to have abortions mm-hmm. because, um, it's kind of rare. It's becoming less rare. Um, but, and I think we may have talked about this in the past, actually, um, that, I feel like I, I remember talking about the fact that, like, I, I remember watching various, like, TV shows or movies or whatever where characters who were considering abortion sort of had, like, a miscarriage just in time. Like, mm-hmm. not to put it that way exactly, but right. it's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Um, and so I think positively portraying um, getting an abortion as a sort of normal, healthy thing to do if you are pregnant and you don't want to be pregnant, um, is really important. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, like, spotlight uh, two things I know of, um, one of which is the movie Obvious Child mm-hmm. starring Jenny Slate, which is a really sweet um, rom-com, basically, where Jenny Slate has a one-night stand with this guy. Um, she gets pregnant. She really likes him, but she doesn't know how to tell him, like, she's getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that's... and. What, what I really like about that one is she talks to um, other women in her life, and they talk about having had abortions. Like, it's just very mm-hmm. um, normalized. And there's never any sort of, like, oh, no, are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? Like, whatever. It's like, she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be pregnant. Yes, I'm going to have an abortion. You know, you don't have to get the, like, Juno, like, at the clinic scene where they're like, but the fetus has fingernails. Anyway. Oh. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking of was the – Australian TV show Please Like Me yeah. um, which Alice reminded me of where one of the characters gets an abortion I think in maybe the third season uh-huh. um, and again it's just like so well handled it's not treated in any kind of weird way it's just like she's like hey I'm pregnant I want to have an abortion and she's like allowed to have emotions about it it's not mm-hmm. that she um, doesn't but it's also not treated as, um, again, sort of something that she needs to be super conflicted about or to, like, do penance for or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and yeah, Yeah, I sure. just, like, I, more stories like that need to exist, I think. No, I absolutely agree. It's very much, like, right. It's just, it's really neat just because it's a very honest portrayal of abortion of, like, and it's, like, honest and funny, right? Like, mm-hmm. she has feelings about it. It is kind of, like... She gets her, like, I want to say best friend, but I'm not positive anymore. But, like, he gets her best friend to go with her to the to the yeah. clinic. And he's, like, cracking jokes about it the entire time. And the person's like, are you sure this is the guy you want? <laughs> like, are you sure, he, like, this person is the person you want with you to, like, give you emotional support? And she's like, like, he's all I got. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then they, like, eat fried chicken together. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. Actually, I really really like Please Like Me. I think it's a really wonderful show, and they did they tried to they think they did justice to a lot of their characters. It's a really, mm-hmm. really solid show. 
I know I know that last year, maybe two years ago, Bojack Horseman also had a um, abortion storyline with like oh, Aquaf- right. Aquafina, yeah. and that was. Oh, con- I was thinking, didn't didn't Diane get an abortion? I believe Diane also got. I guess it was at the same time, right? Yeah. Diane got an abortion as this, at the same time that not at the same time, maybe at the same time. Well, I think I think the two were plots were interrelated. Right. Like, okay. Diane tweets it out on on Aquafina's Twitter, and then Aquafina does not get an abortion. She like gets pregnant, wants to keep it. Diane does get the abortion. Aquafina does like the music video, and it's incredible. Um, um, yeah, it's true. That that is a good good episode deal why are all these things comedies interesting maybe it's because like if something's not a comedy it it instantly sort of enters the um you know moralizing like tragic territory yeah um well if it's if it's not a comedy i mean comedy is a shield right like you can't i think it's like also to deflect arguments against being pro-choice i guess like if it's a really serious like intense maybe sad story about an abortion that does not mean that the story is anti-choice but it could be perceived as that unless it's handled very deftly right does that make sense yeah but i don't want to just say like oh it's because people are cowards that doesn't that's not no no no. and i also don't know that that's like i like thinking i'm like i'm pretty sure gray's anatomy had a uh an abortion storyline i'm pretty sure Degrassi had an abortion storyline. Both of those are sort of like soapy dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I couldn't say how either of them were handled necessarily because I wasn't watching either at the, this point. But, um, you know, I'm sure dramas have have taken it on. Um, and really what I'd love to see is more, um, more sort of mainstream sitcom type things mm-hmm. taking it on. Like I would love to have seen, you know, Friends... Rachel gets pregnant and decides to have an abortion because, like, why would she want to be pregnant right then? You know, right, like, yeah. um, and I'm trying to think on the mini project. I'm trying to remember if they discussed abortion at all. Even they might have, but you know, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a really and... remiss of a. It would be really remiss of that show not to, considering that Mindy is a like gynecologist. Right. So that's why I think it did come up. Um, and, you know, I also don't, I don't know what sort of, like, network, um, factors, you know, people have to consider Mm -hmm. because I don't know, you know, like maybe people aren't allowed to say abortion, which would be outrageous, but, but um, you know, I think Scrubs may have also had a plot line like this where, um, uh, one of somebody got pregnant and they were debating whether to have an abortion and I feel like they sort of like joked around the word abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the worst may deal with this. I don't know if the, any of the characters, which is another sitcom that I've talked about before um, in our depression comedy episode uh-huh. um, way back when, but um, I don't know if any of the characters have an abortion during the span of the show, maybe because I didn't finish the show, mm-hmm. but I do remember that um, – one of the characters talks openly about having had abortions and like, yeah. Um, at one point I think she gets invited to a baby shower and she like assumes it's like, it's an abortion party. Oh my God. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, that's, I'll fuck with that. Like, congrats. (laughs) She like assumes that they're just all getting together to be like, yeah, let's celebrate you getting your abortion. And like, uh, yeah. 
And you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so pregnancy. We didn't even get to Twilight, my favorite uh, on-screen pregnancy. Do we want to talk about Twilight? Like, we could. Twilight is... I don't know that there's anything to say other than that it's it simultaneously is pregnancy as a romantic necessity toward a romantic ending and pregnancy as absolute body horror uh-huh. um and also abortion as both something that seems like it's extremely necessary but is also treated as like morally impossible even though the like evil demon fetus is literally killing her right so it's so weird makes sense though i mean like the evil demon fetus yeah life the miracle of <laughs> Life, comma, the miracle of, like, it's really, really gets hard to choose. I know that I think this is not what happens, but in my head, what happens in the delivery scene for that is that the baby is ripped out of her womb with their teeth, with the vampire's teeth. That's Um, what you, that's what you've said to me. I know. I say that every time because that is exactly what I picture. Um, I think at least the teeth may be used to, like, cut open. It's possible the hands are used to remove the child. Uh Uh-huh. yeah yeah good stuff that's horrible pregnancy is body horror truly pregnancy is just a wonder of miracles um and like oh kristen stewart's like all like super skinny like the life is just being drained from her oh yeah man that's a weird movie (laughs) he was like oh yeah let me just contemplate that baby and he like looks at the baby and he falls in love with the baby I'm now just describing the plot of uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part right. One. We but... could we could do a Twilight Breaking Dawn one. It's <laughs> it's it's a thinker. Think- it, it is. Jesus. All right. Um. Anyway, let's let's wrap up on this. So, um, before we stop talking about uh, pregnancies and stuff, I want to encourage people to donate to abortion funds if you are. Uh, angry about this stuff as i am there are a lot of um funds that actually go toward um funding abortions i think there's one specifically in um alabama or georgia called have you seen this do you know what i'm talking about uh i know what you're talking about but i do not remember i have it somewhere uh okay well um you can also okay yellow fund is the um mm-hmm. one that's based in alabama um and you can donate to them it's yellow yellow fund at yellow fund on twitter or yellowhammerfund.org. Mm-hmm. um and then you can also uh donate to the like national network of um abortion funds which nnaf i believe mm-hmm. um and they're always accepting money. So consider doing that. Or, you know, Planned Parenthood can always use money and stuff too. But mm-hmm. um, I think at this moment, like specifically funding money straight toward abortion is not a bad idea. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, we're in that particular moment. Um, yeah. Okay. So what, what have you been up to lately? Um,. I've been watching some Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, oh. on Netflix, um, and it's pretty good. I think it's a little 
it's a little rocky. It's like really good for winding down with or mm-hmm. maybe having on while you're like 25% paying attention to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really fills that niche really well. Um, other than that, I haven't really been doing much. I've try- I'm trying a new game out called Nowhere Profit, which is a which I believe is developed by like a mostly non-white team. Um, dang, I, I want to double check this, but I believe that the team is mostly Indian and draws heavily from Indian mythology to to fill the world. And it's like a kind of strategic turn-based card game. So it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested in um, the way that they use the setting and the way that they use like leading a band of migrants towards like an unknown... Um, unknown salvation i guess it's in this like post-apocalyptic setting so that's really cool um what have you been up to um so i've been watching like all kinds of stuff on netflix i'm like like just going back and forth between a bunch of different shows but um lately i've started re like getting back into schitt's creek um, oh yeah Mm -hmm. which is quite fun and also a little bit back into sabrina which is bizarre as hell um and then also just started rewatching a mini series that I loved in my childhood called The Tenth Kingdom, which is the quite a bit super familiar. weirder than I remembered. It's about a father and daughter from Manhattan. Um, she's a waitress and he's a janitor. And um, they basically accidentally stumble through a magic mirror into a fairy tale world where there are nine kingdoms and these are sort of the kingdoms that were once ruled by cinderella snow white rapunzel blah 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 okay um but now it's like two generations later and everything's kind of falling apart a bit um and they are there and they have to help this like prince that's been turned into a dog and they also are joined on their adventures by like a man who's a wolf and um they're trying to basically find their way back home as well okay. because the mirror that they came through is gone. Right. They're trying to find their way back home. Okay. So it's, is it like a comedy fantasy send up? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's like a comedy drama fairy tale thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's fun, but it's also very, came out in 2000 and I would say there are things about the humor that are very 2000. Mm. Um, I yeah, love. I did not remember it being quite so horrible. Well, there's just some like creepy sexual sexual stuff. Um, the wolf character is like one of the jokes. Basically, is that he's constantly sort of like using food and sex. He's like confusing food and sex sort of metaphors, or um, he he like will talk about something and you can't really tell if he wants to eat it or like have fuck sex it. with it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a and very he, specific he, mode. He really likes the the main female character, but like it's super creepy at first um, because he's like sniffing her and being like, mmm, scrumptious. And you're just like, oh God, gross, please stop. Like, no, that's that's not what we're, we're not, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was a little much to take, but it, it seems to be calming down a bit. <laughs> now that they like established the joke they're like okay we can like Let's take a step back like yeah people get we get it yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's that's stuff I've been watching. And then I also just read um, Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney, which hmm. was just like really, really good. And I highly recommend. And if you read the back cover and you're like, this doesn't sound like something I would like, I have the exact same experience, but I still thought the book was awesome. So I'll check it out. Conversations with Friends? Yeah. It's 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 like too real. It's too real. I remember that was like kind of the you mentioned something about that when I when you recommended yeah. it to me. Well, when you come visit, I can lend you my copy. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to be like torn apart. Yeah. Um, okay. Shall we wrap up? Yeah, sounds good. Um, thanks as always for listening. You can contact. Um, we are always rec- we are always welcoming ideas for um, topics. You can contact me at Alonculus. That's A L O N K U L O U S. And I am at the Molly Jean. That's at the M O L L Y J E A N N E. Again, it is currently mostly Game of Thrones, but um, give me like three more days, and that'll probably stop being true. Three um, more days? You're like really counting on like this for just like just moving on real quickly. Well, I don't know if I'll move on entirely in my heart. But maybe I'll be able to stop. T- I don't want to be the person who's just constantly tweeting about it because I'm, like, annoyed or whatever. Uh-huh. I have to prove myself better than those annoying people who signed that petition. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to I'm make no a... longer the most ridiculous Game of Thrones fan, so... It's true, and I don't know. How does that How does that feel? How does that feel to have that... Feels fucking good. <laughs> I was like, so, like, you're not like, oh, the crown has been taken from me? You're just like... No, I'm like, Dang. oh, wow, I was ashamed of myself. I didn't even know how bad it could get. I didn't because even know this what... is ridiculous and entitled and insulting. Right. Um, and I'm not even someone who's like, the season was perfect and everything was great. But, like, you don't get to just vote on art. Like, that's not how it works. You don't just get to be like, I didn't like this plot choice, which really is what the it comes down to. Mm-hmm. They didn't like a plot choice that has been foreshadowed for seasons and is also happening in the books for sure. And they're like remake redo it we don't like it we wanted our <laughs> disney ending well i'm i'm excited for like the second petition to change like just the just the last episode coming out from you <laughs> yeah honestly no <laughs> I, I will not be making or signing any petitions mm-hmm. um I, I may express disappointment but i'll do it the old-fashioned way by complaining on tumblr and then writing fan fiction yeah, that's good. Which is what these people need to learn how to do. My right. God. It's very it's very healthy and like you eventually get over it versus like yeah. whatever's happening right now. Yeah. It's it, it helps you increase your artistic output. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Trust me. It's good. Yeah, okay. Trust me. I have been through this so many times. I've been betrayed by canon so many times. <laughs> um, you know, not because I just wasn't paying attention like some of you, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, just drag them. I know. Okay, I'll stop. Okay. Anyway, um, let's go. All right. Anyway, thanks to all of you. Um, we'll have another episode up uh, in two weeks. And I don't know. Hope hope the end of Game of Thrones sates you in some way, whether that's you like the ending, you didn't like the ending, you're glad that your friends will stop talking about it, you're glad that the news media will stop covering it. Good luck with that. Uh, yep. Stay hungry. Well, I'm all right.